Hello, this is I3Ears, your Ophthalmology OCAPS and Board View podcast. This week, we come back to Strabismus Fundamentals Part 2. If you didn't listen to Part 1, which released last week, you can check it out. I'll put a link in the description below. Otherwise, welcome back. We're going to finish up Strabismus talking about muscles, nerves, vascular supply, and how the muscles work. All right, so uh, now we're going to actually talk about the muscles themselves, the rectus muscles, the oblique muscles, the levator palpebra a little bit, except I'm going to, I kind of wanted to... The legendary seventh extraocular muscle, nah. the levator palpebrae. <laughs> seventh. All right, there are six. Yeah, okay. Six, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's four rectus muscles. Like right, four uh, rectus muscles. You know, I mean, they go up, down, left, right. Except when they don't. Except when they don't. That's true. That's true. The reason for that is going to come up in a little bit. All right. Innervation Wait, time. That? Innervation time. Okay. Oh what's up? Sup- so it's how many there. nerves supply these six muscles? So you've got cranial nerve three, four, and six. Okay. Now, this is probably pretty basic, but Ben, yeah, I'm sure you, I'll just start pimping you. Cranial nerve six, which of the rectus muscles does it go to? Lateral. Correct. The abducens nerve abducts. Yeah. Cranial nerve four, also more simple because it just does one thing. It innervates the superior oblique, yeah. also called the trochlear nerve because it's that whole thing goes through the trochlea why one is named after the direction of action and the other is named after a random little hook it goes through i don't know ocular motor cranial nerve three is where it gets kind of more fun because there's a superior branch that does some stuff and then an inferior branch that innervates the others uh ben what does a superior branch innervate yeah that does a superior rectus and that seventh extraocular muscle the levator palpebrae which just elevates the lid it's not actually the seventh muscle well it's not the legendary seventh no, muscle no, no, of no, the it's eyeball not, stop stop saying that <laughs> the levator what does the inferior branch do <laughs> it innervates the medial rectus the inferior rectus and the inferior oblique yeah and this isn't related to strabismus but i guess you'd be remiss to not mention that the parasympathetics for the pupil, also travel with the third cranial nerve um, uh, along the inferior oblique. Thanks. Right. So, and then one little surgical uh, pearl uh, when you're mucking around with the rectus muscles doing a strab case, you might worry that uh, you, in your aggressive maneuvering, might rub up or rip off one of the nerves from the muscles, right? Um, but they're actually pretty far back there um, from the distance from where the muscle origin originates to where it inserts on the actual eye. A third of that distance closer to the origin, so a third from the origin, is where the nerves actually insert. So, uh, And we'll talk about you know distance of origins to insertions further a little later in this episode. But you basically have to travel two-thirds down the way of the muscle before you even got to the nerve, which is not going to discount a particularly aggressive maneuver, but you're usually pretty okay. Agreed. Okay, let's talk about, we talked about the muscles, the nerves, what about the blood? Blood, yes. Um, Blood. The vascular supply to all the muscles, they all come from the muscular branches of the ophthalmic artery. And actually, there are just two of these to worry about, the lateral and the medial branch. The lateral 
muscular branch, again, which is a branch off the big boy, the ophthalmic artery, the lateral muscular branch supplies, go figure, the lateral rectus. It also supplies the superior rectus, superior oblique, and levator palpebrae. And then the medial does the rest. So that feeds mm. the inferior oblique and the inferior rectus as well as the medial rectus. One way to differentiate this, because it kind of gets confusing for me thinking about like the two divisions, right? Um, when you're talking about back to the nerves, the cranial nerve three superior versus inferior branch and what they innervate, the cranial nerve three superior and inferior, that's basically like above and below. And the dividing line, because the superior branch of cranial nerve three innervates the levator and the superior rectus, it's almost like you can draw a line that's a little above the equator of the eye. I'm sorry, not the equator, because that goes around the other way. But if you like, imagine looking at an eyeball and then basically slicing it a bit above its halfway mark, that's the line from a horizontal line above. Yeah. For the vascular supply, though, you're not dealing with an up and down thing like the superior and inferior branch of the third cranial nerve. You're dealing with a left and right thing, lateral muscular vessel, branch of the vessel, and medial muscular uh, artery. And that's not a horizontal line division. That Think of a diagonal dividing line that goes from infrotemporal to supranasal. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it does. Yeah. And so. yeah, so stuff that's kind of uh, above and temporal, supratemporal to that line is all going to be supplied by the lateral muscular branch and vice yeah. versa. Medial yeah. muscular branch gets the southern hemisphere there. So yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So the, yeah, medial gets the bottom and medial stuff, and lateral gets the upper and lateral stuff. Yeah. That's it. Funny thing about those muscular. Uh, arteries, though, they branch more. And Ben, can you tell us a little bit about what they branch and turn into? Yeah, we've referenced this before, but the supply to the anterior segment of the eye comes from anterior ciliary arteries, which come from these blood vessels that supply the all of the rectus muscles, and just the rectus muscles, actually, not the obliques. So each rectus muscle has about one to four anterior ciliary arteries that that travel along the rectus muscle. So if you've ever, if you've done strabismus surgery yet, you can see these blood vessels that run along and often you kind of cauterize them a bit if you resect the muscle. So you'll they travel along it. They um, then, you know, penetrate into the episclera of the globe and then supply blood to the anterior segment of the eye. So we've talked about before how a problem of the rectus muscles or enough rectus muscles can cause ischemia of the anterior segment of the eye. Yeah, if you do... If you do more than like two muscles at a time, you're basically knocking out more than half of the yeah. anterior segment's blood supply. And a lot of our um, review material claims that all rectus muscles have two anterior ciliary arteries, but the lateral rectus only has one. Apparently, according to the BCC, it's actually untrue. Yeah, more anatomic research has shown that to be true, untrue. Yeah, um, so they all have, on average, one to four. But you may see that in other review materials, so this is us acknowledging it. But according to BCSC, um, that's not actually true. So just respect the rectus muscles if you're going to do surgery on them. Yeah, and in general, the concept here is that the vessels we're talking about aren't there. The stuff on the rectus muscles are responsible for supplying the rectus muscles. Sure, somebody's got to feed those guys. 
but also the rest of the anterior segment too. Yeah. So muscular branches supply rectus muscles, anterior ciliary arteries supply the anterior segment. Yeah. Two, two other factoids too here. Something else about the lateral rectus muscle, it's not only getting fed by that lateral muscular artery. What else feeds it, Ben? It also gets a little bit of supply from the lacrimal artery. Mm -hmm. That's a little bit of trivia. And then the <laughs> inferior oblique and inferior rectus also are supplied by uh, what artery? The infraorbital artery. Yeah. So, I don't know. Lacrimal also has an LA for lateral. And infraorbital supplies the two inferior muscles of the extraocular movements. Nice. Yeah. Not the best. It's not a mnemonic, but, you know, work with what yeah. you got. I haven't okay. heard of Ben mnemonic for a little while, so that does it for my fix. Okay. Sure. So we've talked now about the muscles, the nerves, the blood supply. Now let's talk about where those muscles originate from. And where they all go and how they lie on top of each other and all that stuff. Because honestly, yeah, you'd do well to like look at a picture, but you still have to, like, I guess, fathom certain important things about their relationship to each other in space. And that's what we'll go over real quick. Yeah. So all the recti muscles, they originate from what's called the annulus of Zin, which is basically like as these rectus muscles come closer to each other, as they, well, let's say you're looking at an eye and you see the muscles up, below, left, right, they're all going, they're diving back into the orbit. And as they do, they're basically coming to a point. Uh, they never quite do because they basically hit a circle and they form the wall, I guess the walls of that circle. That circle is the annulus of Zen. And it's basically right in front of the orbital apex. And that's compared to the superior oblique, which originates from the orbital apex. And the levator does that too. So the superior oblique and levator both come from the orbital apex, which... On these, for this, every time I look at a picture of it, it's like the origins of those muscles looks like it's so close to the annulus of Zin. Why don't they just call it the same thing? But it's actually distinct. Yeah. And I the inferior. The don't just do it justice. And the inferior oblique originates from the maxillary bone. It's like the only one that doesn't kind of start way in the back of the uh, orbital apex or in the yeah. area of the orbital apex. You want to talk about muscle lengths? Yeah, I do. Yes, it's everything we've dreamed oh, of. And this is a very high-yield thing. High-yield to know how long, or at least how long in relation to each other, these different muscles are. And there's another distinction. It's not just the muscle. It's the muscle versus the tendon of the muscle. Yeah. Um, so make sure if you're, I don't know, called to account for which what is longer, make sure you're able to know if there if the question has anything to do with the muscle itself or the whole complex muscle and tendon yeah so to, to try to break it out as much as possible all the rectus muscles are 40 millimeters long so four centimeters long the the active muscle part is the same length the tendons can vary though all of them are six or seven millimeters except the medial rectus which is four and a half so the medial rectus is the shortest rectus muscle when you Take into account the muscle plus the tendon. So they're all 40, but the medial rectus has a shorter tendon of four and a half, whereas the others have six or seven. Yeah, so all combined, the others are all like 46 or 47, except the medial 44.5. And then what about the superior oblique? 
So the obliques and elevators are where things kind of get wonky. The superior oblique's muscle portion is just 32 millimeters, or uh, less than three and a half centimeters. And the inferior oblique is 37. So you then figure, okay, that means the superior oblique is actually the shortest muscle. But if you think about how it's tethered going from the apex up to the trochlea, back down to the eye, that can't be true. And the reason that's not true, and the reason why it turns out the superior oblique is actually the longest, is because its tendon is almost as long as a muscle. It's 26 millimeters, that tendon. Yeah, compared to the inferior oblique, which originates right in the maxillary um, bone, you know, it doesn't have to arc around anything. So its tendon is only one millimeter. Yeah. So the longest total muscle is a superior oblique. Let's go over those numbers again real quick, Ben. Yeah. The uh, superior oblique muscular portion, how long? 32. The superior oblique's tendon portion, how long? 26. So on average, about 40, or, sorry, 58 millimeters long. Yeah, total. Com- compare that to your average non-medial rectus, rectus muscle. Yeah, which is total 40 plus com- 6. Total complex, so. 40 plus 6, right. And then the inferior oblique, how long is the muscle portion? It's 37 and its tendon is one. Such a wimpy little tendon. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to do. It doesn't have to go far. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's not about the size. As the know. short man of our duo, I suppose I should be sympathetic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about the <laughs> how about the levator? Um. So the levator, it's as long as a rectus muscle, so forty millimeters, but its tendon can be, it you know, much longer between fourteen and twenty. It's, it's not as long as a superior oblique, but it can be very long because its tendon is so long. Yeah. So what's overall, if we're counting tendons plus muscles for all of these, what's the shortest muscle? Yeah, the inferior oblique. It's right, only 37, 37 plus, plus one. one. Yeah. Yeah. And next to that, what's the second shortest muscle? Is the medial rectus. It's 40 plus four and a half. Right. And after that are the other rectus muscles 40 plus six Six. or seven yeah and then the second to longest then would be the levator right yeah which is 40 plus plus 14 or 20 yeah (laughs) something like it has a variation but yeah yeah 40 plus 14 is what i remember yeah which last leaves the superior oblique as the king um 32 plus 26 yeah Okay, Okay, muscle insertions next, yeah? Yeah, muscle insertions. This, I feel like, was my... um, This is what ophthalmology hit me over the head with when I first got through the door. And I, like, opened up the BCSC for the very first time, saw the diagram of the spiral to low, and I was like, for real? For real, yo. Yeah, you really have to know this stuff. That's like, you know... Memorize it, you know. It's so... uh, Okay, so spiral to low is the spiral of where the muscles insert on the eye. So they don't all insert the same spot. They'll insert a certain distance away from the limbus. So the order is MILS, medial, inferior, lateral, superior, which gives you that circle. I don't have a mnemonic for these numbers. (laughs) I think we all learned this, like... uh, before we figure out mnemonics would be helpful for ophthalmology, because, yeah, yeah, it's the very first page of that book or something. Yeah. Um, but actually, my mnemonic is, I just remember them all as almost repetitions. So one, the numbers are 55, 65, 70, and 77. 
I remembered 55, 66, and 77. And for 65, it was just like, eh, it's almost 66. And because there was no 88 and there was no 44, it was just like, eh, one of them is in between. So seven between 66 and 77. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a good way to memorize it. You just, I just, you commit to memory and then be afraid that you'll have to summon that knowledge when you're doing like a globe or something, you know, if you're on third call. So, or in the <laughs> OR. Um, you're not actually on third call right you know. now, are you? What? No, no, you're, I'm not. Okay, Thank God. cool. Yeah, I mean, this is actually like really clinically important to know if you're doing any kind of surgery in that area because, you know, it, you can kind of see the muscle insertions if you like are looking carefully enough. Like, you, you can definitely see. Um, the muscle under the conjunctiva but if you're going to operate on them you should know approximately where they are so when you snip to the conjunctiva you don't accidentally snip too close to the uh, to the muscles and for all of you guys thinking ha huh, I'm never going to become a pediatric ophthalmologist I don't have to know this this is my bane every time I put in a Bearfelt or an Ahmed well, plenty of you are going to join me in glaucoma so be careful yeah, it still if, applies yeah if you're going to put in a scleral buckle, you have to know this stuff, too. Oh, so. yeah. You can't escape either. Oh, man. <laughs> so just a, a brief thing on where the, the muscles ride under the different layers. So if you're going to like look at the muscle like right where it inserts, the layers that you're going to encounter are conj, then tenons. To remind you, that's that kind of thicker, connective tissue, goopy stuff. That's between the conj, conjunctiva and the sclera. So it goes conj, tenons, and then muscle. So those are the layers that you'd pass through. But you have to remember that conj kind of wraps around and attaches to the lid. And tenons is a sheet that goes from about the limbus back to the um, where the optic nerve comes out the back of the eye. So at some point, the muscle has to come out from under tenons to continue into the orbit and connect to like, the annulus end and such. That point is about 9 millimeters back from the uh, muscle insertion. So about nine millimeters. Why do you have to know that? You may ask. Well, one reason is if you have a slipped muscle, it's good to know oh, that like no. that's right where it comes back. <laughs> that's actually not where uh, I encountered this. Okay, Another good. reason, <laughs> which is more terrifying, is if you have Uh-oh. someone who has an injury due to some kind of hook to the eye. Oh, um, no. If main hip, I won't specify what kind of hook. But if someone has some kind of hooked eye... Who's going to know? Have, Nobody... <clears throat> you're going to well, imagine fine. that hook penetrating through conjunctiva, going back behind the muscles, and then someone pulling their head off of that hook. It can rip oh. off the muscle, and you just have, like, a mess of tissue, like, you know, blood and, like, you know, orbital fat and stuff kind of coming out of the eye. Then when you go to try to find what the hell is going on, you may find a muscle stump that's still attached to the eye that's 9 millimeters in length. And that can give you a clue as to what the heck happened, which I encountered. Uh, open globe. Not open globe. <sighs> that actually was an intact globe. But I encountered it as a surgical case where we had no idea what was going on, but we found it. We measured the muscle stump that we found was 9 millimeters, and we figured out that the, the damage came from it. The... The, the, the hook that injured this person sweeping around, punching through conch, but not through tenons, grabbing the muscle and then pulling out. So that's one way this could be relevant. And it made me glad I studied for OCAPS. <laughs> I... Anyways, so that's... that's um, So it may seem like low yield, and it is sort of low yield, but I do know that the muscles do penetrate through tenons, and that's approximately 9 millimeters back. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. What about superior oblique, though? That's different. Um, yeah, instead of penetrating Tinon's 9mm away from where it inserts, it penetrates... Eh, kind of. This, this whole discussion here goes to how the oblique muscles kind of approach the eye and where they end up landing and what direction they're kind of pointing in, which will account for why they move the eye the way they do. Okay. Let's talk about where the superior oblique actually inserts on the sclera. Uh, Take your fist. Make a fist or something. Point it out straight in front of you. What if I'm driving right now and that's not safe? Um, Okay, Mr. Pedantic. Just... (laughs) Okay. Sorry, Just sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, now picture my fist in Ben Young's face. Okay. Anyway, your fist is now... Okay, let's put out your left hand, make a fist. That's your eyeball. It's pointing straight ahead. The direction of your fist is pointing straight. That's where your eye is looking. And on the top of your fist, you've got your superior rectus, and it's inserting right on the... Uh, the I don't know, the right behind your knuckles or something. Now, uh, divide that. It's got like a midline and a horizontal line. Imagine with this is your left hand again, you layer for your left fist, the superior oblique is coming up supranasally to come towards the trochlea, and then from the trochlea it's coming back. And it actually comes back towards your elbow. So it's pointing kind of left. It's pointing to the left and it's pointing to the elbow. And it ends up actually kind of inserting just uh, lateral to the midline, lateral to the midline of the eye, so closer to your pinky than to your, I don't know, to your middle finger knuckle. So it's closer to your pinky than the middle finger knuckle. And then it's also inserting a little posterior to the equator. So, you know, the equator of the globe, actually the ring around it, um, where a sclerobuckle might go, imagine, in that kind of orientation, it's a little behind that equatorial midline. Uh, so now imagine that it's pointing in that direction, it's pointing towards your elbow and your pinky, and it's inserting somewhere right above, oh man, this is ortho. Um, what's yeah. that, your radial thing, whatever, the thing yeah, you- that pokes out? Um, fine. So that way, when that's how you can try to pull on this actually seriously every time i do an exam i'm putting my fists out and like tugging on it in different ways if you like use your other hand's index finger put it right in that spot and then pretend it is the superior oblique just try to tug on that and see feel how your fist wants to move it wants to like go down and go lateral and uh intort a little bit actually because that's a very important position that the thing inserts at that one position just in that corner being pulled in that direction will make the eye do all of those things yeah you know what one thing that can come up on in testing or you know surgically is where the oblique lies with respect to the to the rectus like the superior oblique and superior rectus because as angie just said they cross so the easy thing to remember is the oblique always lies under a rectus so and by inf- under, you have to specifically yeah, know inferior, that means inferior, yeah, inferior, right? Yeah. So the superior oblique is underneath or inferior to the superior rectus, and the inferior oblique is inferior to the inferior rectus. So it's kind of like, you know, further from the sclera in that case, but it's always inferior. 
to yeah. not wreck this. Just some quick like memory tips um, when you're wondering about how the obliques kind of uh, point, I guess. Like I, when we were talking about superior oblique, it's running, it's coming from the apex and then it's hitting the trochlea and then from the trochlea it's going out temporally. So it's almost as if it's pointing temporally temporally and posteriorly the inferior oblique i always have to like remember is that also pointing temporally or is it going the other direction you know if you think of hands held kind of in a certain way if you think of prayer hands or like baby shark hands <laughs> is that that the baby shark thing do, like do, do, do. people make that hand motion right they like approximate a shark mouth biting down or whatever with that song Dude, what in, chomp, chomp, chomp. <laughs> what in God's name are you talking about? I a lot of my mnemonics are like hand position mnemonics. Yeah, I'm sorry. But, but so. can you can you you need to elaborate this baby shark thing because I was confused. Though. So you know when people are singing the song, they also yeah. put their hands together like it's a shark's jaws, right? And then they go like. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, baby. Them. Oh no, oh, you not need to educate me on baby shark. Do 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 do. <laughs> But could you relate this to like oblique anatomy or whatever? Yeah. So if your hands are like that, held in prayer or held in baby shark chomping motion. Okay. Then... How are you praying? I just can you can you explain <laughs> that? Like with your palms put together. Oh. Oh. Okay. Can I? Can I? Cliff? Baby shark is pointer finger to thumb. Okay. Mama shark is prayer position. What are you talking about now? It, 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 it pr- okay, the baby shark song is a progressive increase in size of shark. Okay, so baby shark is pointer to thumb. Baby shark oh do, do 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 do. Then we inquire into the status of mama shark. So it's palm to finger. I'm so sorry I meant brought mama this up. Mama shark do 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 do. Okay. Good. You can okay. continue. Just never mind. Um, no, no. You need to finish what you started. <laughs> All right. So one of your hand, one of your hands is your oblique muscle. The other is your inferior oblique. They're both facing each other, palm to palms together. Okay. Now, kind of, uh, that's that's how you know the point. The tips of your fingers are the insertions. The wrists and your elbows are the origins. So. Okay. This is to solve the question, do the oblique muscles point in the same direction or they do they point opposite to each other? The answer is they always point in the same direction and it's also always temporal. So take your prayer, take your hands, put them together, palms together, prayer hands. Now point them off to the left, point them off to the right. That's the configuration of your oblique muscles. Your top oh, hand so in either way. Your top hand is a superior oblique and the bottom hand is inferior oblique. Yeah. I 100% understand. <laughs> Mama Shark. Do, 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 do. Mama Shark. Okay. Do, 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 That's actually very helpful. Do. <laughs> so this uh, this has been Eyes for Ears. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast. Baby Sharks for Ears. Yeah. So if you'd like to support the podcast or a future spinoff, Sharks for Ears and the variations of Mama, Papa, and Baby Shark, then you can follow us on Twitter at Eyes for Ears with number four. We also have our website, eyes4ears.com, number four. Um, I think I have them all updated, yeah. Um, it's got the full catalog of all of our episodes, and we'll leave it at that. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.